action around the NHL is starting to seriously heat up and injuries are even going down across the league. Steele and I are here to break it all down for you on the Friday episode, including our top five bold predictions for the upcoming NHL season. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Less than two weeks away from the puck drop on the brand new NHL and fantasy hockey seasons means we're getting real serious on today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. And on this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Fip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your listen. First listen every single day. We really, really appreciate that love. Seriously, Steele, we are fired up for hockey And the fact that we even have some major injury news to talk about means that hockey is here. You never want to see a guy get hurt, but we're going to break down this Andre Vasilevsky situation. What do the Tampa Bay Lightning do to replace arguably the best goalie on the planet over the last arguably, what, better part of a decade? Back injury for Vasilevsky. And then we're going to get to our bold predictions. Steele and I have been chomping at the bit to take a look at the crystal ball a little bit on the bolder side of things and see what shakes down for this upcoming season. Steele, I got a couple of bold ones. I got a couple of ones that I think make sense, though, so I'm excited to throw those past you. But why don't we talk about this Vasilevsky situation? Back injury. Two months. They were thinking it was maybe a little less serious than it is, but now, obviously, he is going to miss the better part of 20, 20 or so games. We know this guy has been one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. 29 years old, getting up there a little bit. What's your take on this for a guy who's obviously right there as the most important piece for this Tampa Bay Lightning success? Yeah, and we talked about this a lot, about all the miles on his body over the last Mm. three, four seasons. You know, the COVID year, playing 60-plus games pretty much every year. The Lightning really depend on this guy, and it finally caught up to him. We talked about him taking a little bit lesser of a role of being that starting goaltender because of the mileage on his body. And he's out for the next two months after having successful back surgery. The Tampa Bay lightning are, are going to be treading water if they don't find someone to take his position, because it's not going to be Jonas Johansson and it's not going to be the next guy in line beh- uh, behind Johansson and Hugo on the felt, you know, a prospect who's only played 20 minutes in the NHL and Joe and Johansson, who's only played 35 games in the NHL, they're either going to have to go to the waiver wire or they're going to start having to make some calls and make a trade for, you know, a starting goaltender or at least a veteran goaltender to get him in their place. Because this is the toughest division. The Atlantic division mm. is by far the toughest division with Buffalo and Ottawa and even Detroit on the rise. Boston doesn't want to slip down the, uh, the standings as well. The first couple of months are going to be tough if they cannot fill that position. Because like I said, it's not going to be those two guys. We know how solid Vasilevsky has been. This is a huge injury. Yeah, sure. Two months and he's going to miss 20 games. There's a lot of the season he can be back for. But just to the fact that you mentioned the Atlantic division around them. What if Tampa Bay struggles out of the gate? What if they struggle even when he comes back? What's also a little bit interesting, Steele, is we've had rumblings out of Tampa Bay about them not even being very worried if Steven Stamkos were not to return. 
There's yeah. some things now starting to be cracked. We got some cracks in the armor here, Steele, for a squad that has been the most consistent across the NHL over the na- last handful of seasons. And I guess I just wanted to show Vazzy a little bit more love. 2021 Conn Smythe Trophy winner, 2019 Vesna Trophy winner, led the league in wins in five of the last six seasons and was still pretty solid last year. 915 save percentage and a 2.65 goals against, but the goaltending market is thin out there still. They're going to have to get creative. And now all of a sudden you combine that with the Stamkos news, the note, the fact that we know the rest of the Atlantic division is chomping at the bit to stick it back to the Tampa Bay lightning after they have literally wiped the floor with many of these teams who are on the come up. It could be tricky here, Steele, and I'd be getting a little bit wary of the pressure that this place is on some of their top fantasy pieces because the second things start to not go well and we already have these rumors out there, I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about the Braden Points and Nikita Kutrovs of the world. Am I saying they're not valuable? Of course not. But this could start to play into the downfall a little bit of all of the Tampa Bay Lightning's fantasy pieces. 14, 13, what, 12 days away from the start uh, of drop puck. I believe they are playing on the opening night as well. Uh, they might they might be, but they, they've got to make some calls or they got to look towards the waiver wire. Maybe they go after someone like Yaroslav, uh, Yaroslav Halak, uh, a guy who's mm, been in the league maybe. for a long time. Maybe they look at Carolina because they've got three goaltenders in Auntie Ranta. There they target go. Auntie Ranta, who's on a one-year, $1 million deal. So there's some options for them, but they're going to have to – Think fast and do it quickly mm-hmm. because they cannot go two months with uh, without Andre Vasilevsky and not having a veteran presence in that net for uh, the start of the uh, start of the uh, NHL season. Just a side note before we get into the bold predictions, um, I feel kind of bad because in my year to year league, Andre Vasilevsky slips down to the third round, and one of my buddies on the Zoom calls like, "Hey, is is there something wrong with Andre Vasilevsky? Like, is there something <laughs> oh, going no. on that I'm not aware about?" And I shout out, "No, he's good. You should draft him." So I feel a little bit bad now. I sent him a message well, in, in the group chat, but you know that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens when you draft a little bit early before the season starts. Mm. These some injuries yeah. start to pop out, and you just get you know the uh, bitter end. And I think John Cooper was actually alluding to the fact when he spoke today or the other day that they thought it was going to be more of a day-to-day thing. Yeah. So maybe actually whatever was out there wasn't concerning. So I think you're being a good, honest GM like I know you are, Steele. Let me be honest with you right now. I'm going to hit you with my first bold prediction. And I know this might be the boldest one on the list, but I'm just going to get it off the chest because from not only what I've been seeing, but mostly what I expect this season to shake out to, this one's going to make sense. The Chicago Blackhawks are straight up and down awful. And I know the Columbus Blue Jackets aren't much better, but here's my first prediction. Adam Fantilli outpoints Connor Bedard this season. Wow, it's bold. Okay. It's bold. But when you take a look at how strong and comfortable Adam Fantilli has looked, and I'm not taking away from Connor Bedard because we know how good he is, but this is what I'm talking about. He is getting the chance right now, Steele, to center the number one power play. And I know Bedard's going to get the chance to do a very similar thing and play on the top power play in Chicago. But look at the players that are around him. Johnny Goudreau, Patrick Line, Zach Rowenski, and even a youngster in Kirill Marchenko. And then you look at the Chicago Blackhawks top power play. I don't know about this one, Steele. Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, Taylor Hall. I think it's clear which one we would rather go with. And if we're getting a little bold, 
I want to go with the guy who didn't get nearly enough love because of how good Bedard was in Fantilli. Most other years, I think he'd go first overall, no problem. So that's the first off the board steal. Bold prediction number one. <laughs> I think a lot of people are overlooking Fantilli and forgetting that losing is really hard on young players. And I'm not saying the Blue Jackets aren't going to do their fair share of losing. But the Blackhawks were dead last in goal scoring last year, and I think they struggled to score goals once again, and that is going to affect Connor Bedard's overall point performance. We might have to have a little bit of a side bet to start off because that for is sure. a very bold take there. Adam Fantilli with more points than Connor Bedard. I like the I like the hotness that we're starting it's off spicy. with for these. It is very spicy, but we're going to have to have a side bet there because I think when you, when people are talking about Connor Bedard, they're already putting him almost in the same category as some of the elites in the NHL right now. Mm -hmm. And I understand Chicago is going to be a very poor team, but mm -hmm. Connor Bedard is one of those players that can just take it over himself and elevate his teammates as well. So I think Columbus will have more points by the end mm -hmm. of the season, but I think Connor <laughs> Bedard will have more points by the well, end of the season still, over Adam Fantilli. That's why it's bold predictions <laughs> and not predictions that make a whole lot of sense, but hit me with your first one and uh, let's get, take it away here. Number five on my list for top five bold predictions is the one that I've already mentioned to you, but I'll start off with it. My bold prediction, if the Winnipeg Jets are out of contention come March, Hellebuck, Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley will both be traded from the Winnipeg Jets. I think if they're not even close or maybe even falling a little bit back by the time the trade line comes around, we could see those two players on the move to other organizations who will need a starting goaltender, who will need a, a first line centerman and bring that extra depth to the, you know, to their deep run in the playoffs. What's been going on with the Winnipeg Jets. And I know, you know, uh, you know, Paul Marie stepped down, Rick bonus comes in, they stripped the C off Blake Wheeler, Blake Wheeler goes to the New York Rangers, uh, a lot of turmoil in Winnipeg over the last couple of years. And I still don't know if there is, a locker room problem is there a coach problem it just seems that it's still up in the air we want the players to succeed but if they can't figure it out also Nikolai Ehlers goes down with another injury before the season even start, starts that's Ouch. a shocker um yeah. but I just don't see again we've talked about Josh Morrissey taking a little bit of a step back as well because he had yes. such an incredible season last year I just don't believe, again, we're on different pages of where the Winnipeg Jets will fall by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think they'll be in playoff contention or make the playoffs at least. And I could see both those players on the move by uh, by March. My next couple of bold predictions, Steele, are actually going to focus on teams missing and making the postseason. So that's a nice little segue to come back around the break where we will have a bunch more bold predictions. But I'm with you here. I'm with you here because, yeah, it's bold that they both go. Maybe in terms of what I expect from the Jets, it's bold to expect them to miss the postseason, but really it's yeah. not that much. But what I think I am agreeing with the most here is if they struggle, I think this team really needs to reset and start yes. fresh. They're really starting to do that already. The Pierre-Luc Dubois trade is starting to bring the winds of change through a little bit. You know, I like to say that. So I really, this one makes a whole lot of sense to me. And I like that it's your quote unquote least bold. Mine are all bold. There's no really, uh, <laughs> there's no real order or method to my madness here, Steel. So we'll get back to it right after the break. But you know, we got to pay these bills, baby. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. 
Missing the syrup for your pancakes or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you get what you want when you need it. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. Burnt your last piece of toast? Avocado's gone bad or your hot sauce bottle is empty? Try the grocery delivery from DoorDash. You get everything that you want when you want it. I don't know what's better than that, Steel. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order for up to 25 bucks when you use code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50 bucks off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. Don't forget, that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. And let's continue on the top five bold predictions for this upcoming season. This is one of my favorites. It's also one of my boldest Hey, at number four on my list. Philip Gustafson breaks out for 35-plus wins, Ooh. and Minnesota wins Whoa. the Central Division. Whoa! That's okay. my full, that is I'm coming hot and spicy with the number four on my that list. That is I, I, I've talked about how the Minnesota Wild have been very underrated over the last couple of years. A lot of people don't watch the, uh, watch them play. I understand they're late, later games over here on the, East, on the East Coast or on the Eastern Standard Time. But I truly believe that they have it in them. And I know, you know, they've got a couple of rookies coming in. Marco Rossi taking over the third uh, center line position. Brock Faber, Kalen Addison, some young guys who are finally getting a crack in the lineup. But I I really believe in this team. It might be a little bit biased, but I truly believe in Philip (laughs) Gustafson is on the edge of of becoming an elite goaltender in this league. I know it's only three, you know, three seasons in the NHL for the young lad. But what he showed me last year, especially in the playoffs, and I know it was a you know a tough matchup against the Dallas Stars in the first round. Another one of my favorite teams who can't seem to get out of the first round, it seems like. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe in Philip Gustafson. I think Mark Andre Fleury is going to continue to mentor him, uh, mentor yeah. him, and Kaprizov and Boldy are really just going to take off and take uh, Minnesota on their backs alongside Philip Gustafson couple of things right off the jump because I love this because you know how high I've been on this player and we got a couple of drafts coming up together so we might be battling for this goalie (laughs) and you're gassing me up here Steele because I've been very high on this goalie for about the last season and his numbers back us up 22 9 and 7 last year three shutouts 2.10 goals against and a beastly 931 save percentage if the Minnesota Wild can hold it down in front of him and allow him to really settle in in his first full season as a number one goaltender. He is still young. He doesn't have a ton of number one goaltender experience, but I think that's the key. Can they play well in front of him to let him settle in? Because then I think this number is very much attainable. I'm really loving that angle. Can they win that division? That is for sure spicy, but let's just leave it at that because we're close to getting some of these predictions are going to start to pan out in a hurry here steel we're going to see how bedard and fantilly start we're going to see how the wild kick off so let's just leave we'll we'll revisit this predictions episode maybe around the halfway point of the season and see how we're doing let me get to a team that i think is getting a lot of love and has actually from us steel but when i look at the eastern conference and i look at how i think it's going to shake down hurricanes devils rangers 
maybe even Islanders in the Metro. You know the Leafs are in there, Lightning likely. Everyone's loving the Sabres. Even the Bruins are going to make noise. Senators, did what the Pittsburgh Penguins do make them good enough to make the postseason? I'm going to say they miss right out, Steele. I'm going to say what they've done is not enough, and this team is going to miss their last window and shot at winning. I know they brought in Riley Smith. I know everyone's loving Eric Carlson, but I think the rest of this team and some of these moves are not going to pan out. That's my prediction, Steele. There's way too many new bodies in Pittsburgh. Tristan Jari, you and I love, but there's question marks there too. Can he stay healthy? I think they're at a tipping point. I think given how good we know that Metro division is with all those teams on top of them, I think realistically, even off the jump, they're immediately maybe the seventh or eighth best team in the East, and I don't think they're good enough to really hang. Let's see what happens, but I'm saying Penguins missed the postseason, and I know they did it last year, but it was by the slimmest of margins, and everyone's expecting them to be a postseason team this year. So I'm going to say no postseason for Mr. Dubas. I'm with you. I don't have them finishing uh, you know, finishing top four in the Metropolitan. I don't have them making the playoffs. So I'm with you on that. I don't know. Who, I don't know who it was from the Spit and Chicklets podcast, but someone also said that if they go off to a slow start to begin the season, mm-hmm. Mike Sullivan could get the get the boot as well. So there you go. Who knows what might happen uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins? They bring a lot of new bodies in. They, That's they, my concern. Know, they still have the age as well. They're still one of the oldest team, if not the oldest team in the NHL right now. Up so there. who knows, uh, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel when he gets back, and if Jari mm-hmm. can uh, stay fully healthy for the entire season, maybe they make a push for the postseason, but we don't believe that to be likely. Number three on my list, I, I think it's bold, but who <laughs> knows with Connor McDavid? Number Uh-oh. three on my list, McDavid hits 100 assists and, pl- uh, and plays 80-plus games. So hopefully he plays all 82 games, but he's going to have a 100-assist season uh, this upcoming year. I think his goal total will drop back down to maybe like 55 or 60. He's still going to be around the same goals, but he's going to be passing the puck. He's going to be finding his teammates, Connor Brown again, little, uh, you know, mm. chemistry that they had with the Erie Otters for a year or so. But I think I, I'm going to go on a bold, bold prediction right now and say Connor <laughs> McDavid hits a hundred apples. I don't even think it's that bold considering he had 89 last year. This is why yeah. I think it's bold. And I like it. And I'm glad I'm glad we had a little Connor McDavid prediction in here because I was looking at the Hart Trophy odds this morning, Steele. <laughs> at plus 100, Connor McDavid, the fact that you're still actually getting plus money, this is his trophy to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I would maybe sprinkle on one of the guys that I'm going to talk about at the end, though, Ooh. for the Hart Trophy. is going to be another threat this year. But we'll leave it at that for that tease. Connor McDavid, my one issue with this one, Steele, is considering that he shot the puck the most that we've seen him in his career last year. 352 shots on that, I thought I saw. Yeah. 352 shots. I think he's realizing how good he can be when he fires that biscuit a lot more, meaning that maybe the passing game drops just a little, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe he's just so good that he's able to boast up both of those numbers because I also think triple digits every single season is what is the bare minimum for Yeah. Connor McDavid and 150 plus points as well within his realm. And when I talk about my next prediction, it's going to align very nicely for Connor McDavid doing very well. And if you're okay with it, I can pop off with uh, my next one. Well, we were just talking about how Alex Ovechkin a couple of seasons had 500 plus shots and he was getting what 40 or 50, 60 goals as well those years. So Mm -hmm. maybe he continues shooting the puck, but I think you're right. I think he can handle both shooting the puck more as well as finding those teammates. So 
I don't yeah. know. Maybe he puts up another 60-plus goal season with 100 apples on the side. We'll get mm-hmm. to that next pr- prediction very, very fast. But thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support you have been showing us for the last couple of years. Could not be happier with how everything is turning out right now. We reached our goal of over a thousand subs. Couldn't do it without everybody out there tuning in Monday Huge. through Friday. And we could not be more excited about the upcoming drafts for the uh, Locked On Fantasy Hockey League, competitive and casual. Thank you so much for tuning in. Flip, I'll throw it back over to you now. What is your next Please. bold prediction for this upcoming season? So first of all, I uh, I fibbed a little bit. The this, this prediction about the Oilers tying to McDavid, that's coming up in a sec. Let me start with a team. I just said a team that's going to miss. That might be a little bit bold. Let me hit you with perhaps my boldest prediction. Arizona Coyotes, baby, they're punching their postseason tickets deal. And let me explain very quickly why. Let me explain very quickly why, because I get it. The goaltending's a little suspect at times, for sure. We maybe not, we're buying into Vimelka. We like Vimelka. It could be a bit of a concern. The back end has a lot of question marks, but we like what's going on. And when I look at that division, now I know you and I disagree on the Minnesota Wild, who are now, according to you, winning the division, (laughs) which is fine. But let's be realistic. After those top three, and we're going to, I think, both agree, Av, Stars, and Wild are the de facto top three. There are a very open amount of slots here. Jets, Preds, Blues, and Coyotes. Why can't the Coyotes be better than the Blues, Predators, and Jets? That's how I'm looking at it. And then if they are, they could very much be in the mix for the final wild card bubble spot. And that's my prediction. I'm saying this team is good enough with the Logan Cooleys, the Dylan Gunters of the world on the come up. You know, I love me some JJ Moser. They bring in Sean Dersey. They bring in Alex Kerfoot. They even bring in a little veteran presence in Jason Zucker to be there for these young guys and Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz. Steel, we even love the Lawson Krauses of the world. There is a lot of fantasy value on this Arizona team, number one. And number two, if Vimelka can step up a little bit, and we know he can actually be a very solid NHL goaltender, can he be a bona fide number one? If that happens, I'm even more so comfortable with this bold prediction that Arizona makes the playoffs. And you know that that prediction would be a good one to sprinkle a little 10 or a 20 on if you're buying in to the spiciness of this take. It is very spicy, and it also it also contradicts the Winnipeg Jets take a little bit that you had it about does. them. It does. It does, it does contradict that, but I don't hate it. I don't <laughs> hate the prediction because we both like what's going on in Arizona. I think you know last year they were twenty eight, forty, and fourteen. I think they're going to be a pause, you know, above five hundred team this next year. I think they're going to beat out the St. Louis Blues for a hundred percent. I think the Nashville Predators are also another team that they can fight with. But Mm. again, I don't think they're going to make the postseason. That's why it's top five bold (laughs) predictions, but they (laughs) are trending that way. You might be a year too soon. I'll go with next year. Maybe a year or two, but I'll go with next year over this year. That is a spicy spicy take. Number two on my list. I've already talked about it, so I'm not going to go in depth. But this kind of goes with your first bold take about Fantilli beating out Connor Bedard. I'm going with Devin Levi at plus 2,000 to win the Calder Trophy. I knew it. That is my bold prediction. It's great (laughs) odds, great money if it returns, and I think it will because if Devin Levi, who will most likely be that number one starter for the uh, the Buffalo Sabres, if they get into the playoffs or even remotely get close to, and he and his stats are out there, 
I think no question he beats Connor Bedard out because again, Connor Bedard, we know the capability, but Chicago is not going to be, uh, you know, a playoff contention team. They're not going to be in the postseason, but the Buffalo Sabres are most likely going to be one because especially now with Tampa Bay losing Andre Vasilevsky, that gives them a bigger window to start the season off even hotter than they did last year and have consistency and they can get that consistency with Devin Levi. So Devin Levi plus 2000 on FanDuel, drop a $10, $20 bill on them. You'll yeah. thank me later. Yeah, we, you and I have been all over that odd for the last couple of weeks, and that's just it. That's the main point that you just made that holds true here. If they make the postseason and he has been the number one, his numbers are going to just by default have to have been good enough that he is very much in the mix. If he takes this team to the postseason in his first year, they're going to almost want to give him the Calder Trophy because that's just such a good story. Unless Bedard does something absolutely sensational, which yeah. I guess isn't out of his realm, but considering everything that I just said, I'm going to say that maybe it's a better opportunity for Levi here on a much better team, Steele. Let's be honest. The Buffalo Sabres have a lot of very, very intriguing young offensive and now defensive pieces. So let's see what happens with that. I'll keep this one short and sweet because I want to leave what I think is my favorite prediction for the end. <laughs> the Stanley Cup champion comes out of the West this year. That's number one. That's bold enough as it is considering how much we like the East. But my favorite two teams, and this is my bold prediction, the Stanley Cup winner this year is going to be one of two Western Conference clubs. And when you look at the odds on FanDuel, shout out to FanDuel, at plus 1,300, you have the Dallas Stars with the fourth shortest odds. And at the third shortest odds, you have the Edmonton Oilers. So maybe this isn't a bold prediction because of those two facts that I just stated. But when you look at how good the Eastern Conference is, and I think we would lean to, and let me bring up FanDuel once again, Carolina at plus 900, New Jersey Devils at plus 1100, maybe the Leafs at plus 1100, the favorites at plus 850, the Colorado Avalanche. I think it's the Stars or Oilers this year, Steele. And I wanted to do one bold prediction about the Stanley Cup. And I'm hedging here, baby. I'm throwing out two teams. But I really do think it's going to be one of those two teams. And if Stuart Skinner can be the guy, that's the question for me in Edmonton. And can the Dallas Stars repeat the amazing offense that they did last year? Because I think we know they're sound on the back end, but they were a top five offensive team last year. Jason Robertson stood out in a big way. Rupe Hint stood out in a big way. Can yeah. they do it again? Both guys at that level don't have a ton of sample size steel. But if they can, they get it done too. So my prediction is one of those two teams is lifting Lord Stanley this year. That is a spicy take at that. That's why it's in the top five bull predictions. Uh, of course, I'm also, you know, I'm not as far from my last prediction for the Stanley Cup, okay. but I'm talking about the Eastern Conference Finals. My last prediction, the Toronto Maple Leafs make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, or at least the Eastern Con Conference Finals. I think they make it to the, the Stanley Cup Finals as well, oh. but they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals regardless. Um, and, and again, this goes back to now that, again, that Tampa's without Andre Vasilevsky, the Boston yes. Bruins lose Patrice Bergeron. Right. You don't think the Florida Panthers have it in them to even be a playoff team. Mm. This is a tough division, but by far the Maple Leafs, this is their division to lose. They are going, they need to win this division, get home ice advantage throughout the entire postseason. If, if yeah. they somehow slip up and don't come first in this Atlantic division, <laughs> I'm going to be absolutely Steel. pissed off. Steel. It's Let's going to not. be terrible. No, 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 no,
Toronto Maple Leafs make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they have everything that they really need to have right now. Maybe you can address a goaltending position, but I still really like Ilya Samsonov. If Joseph Wall has to come in, I believe in the kid as well. Maybe you need to address the defensive line again, but let's see what John Klingberg does. Let's see how Jake McCabe and Mark Giordano hold up. You know, Connor Timmons looked pretty good in the preseason. Timothy Lilligren. Uh, you know, bringing his A game as well. Obviously, we still got TJ Brody and Morgan Riley as the top D pairing, which I absolutely love. I think they have everything they need right now. Max Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi, Ryan Reeves into the lineup. They've got some young guns and Nicholas Robertson hopefully cracking the lineup as well. I really yeah. like what the Leafs lineup is looking right, uh, looking like right now. And hopefully those top four guys, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, and Matthews can bring their A game in the playoffs uh, and take them to the Eastern Conference Finals. Maddie Nyes is also looking real yes, good Matty in Nyes. the preseason as well, Steele. Um, I think, though, after this injury to Vasilevsky, and I know it's two months, and I know it's one guy, but it's their number one goaltender, and he has been the it's best huge. goaltender in the world. It's massive, right? So I think what you're saying, too, I'll ratchet it up a notch. It's now even more so their division yeah. to lose. And if they don't capitalize on this opportunity by, like, let's just be fully honest, whoever Tampa Bay runs out there, whether it is they pick up a Halak or they run out Johansson, whoever it is, there are so much of a different squad without Vasilevsky anchoring that back end that the Toronto Maple Leafs better just take it to them in the first couple of games that they take Tampa. Because once Vasilevsky comes back and things start to write, you know their uh, Tampa Bay is going to be taking receipts if Toronto lays a beating on them at the start of the season. Yeah. But doesn't that segue very nicely into my last bold predictions deal because you know i can't come on here and make some bold predictions and not talk about the toronto maple leafs as well so i like that we both kept our leafs takes for the end austin matthews i've been talking about him i've been talking about him a lot i've been talking about him as a breakout candidate a bounce back candidate and at plus 1,000 steal, if you jump on the award train, FanDuel's got Mr. Matthews at plus 1,000 for that Hart Trophy. I know I just talked about Connor McDavid at plus 100, and there's not a ton of value there. At plus 1,000, and that is his trophy to lose. But when I think about this situation for Matthews, a lot of hate thrown his way in the offseason yet yeah. again. A lot of question marks thrown at his ability to lead. What does he do? He comes back. Yeah, is it a shorter deal than what we wanted? He re-ups with this team. He doesn't jump ship. He doesn't even talk about maybe not re-signing. He gets it done. And I think from what I've seen in his off-season regimen, what I've seen from him already on the ice practicing and a little bit of preseason, this guy is going to go off. He's rounded his game into form. He is going to bring it at both ends of the ice. And I'll tell you this, deal. If he goes back to even close to that 60-goal plateau and he takes the Rocket Richard this year and he's killing penalties and the Leafs win the division, I don't even care about what McDavid does. He will be a finalist for this trophy, one that we know he can win already. I think you expect a really, really big season from Matthews, one in which is good enough to have him in the mix for the Hart Trophy. We always got to talk about the Maple Leafs when we're talking about five-goal pretty. I love that one for sure, especially at plus 1,000, getting some great odds right there. Mm-hmm. And, and if he does exactly what you just listed off, there's no question that he's going to be 
a finalist alongside Connor mm-hmm. McDavid and maybe even beat him out for it as well if they can finish top of the division and top of the NHL if that happens. So those are the five bold predictions from Flip Livingstone and your boy Steel Roden. We're getting it done here on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We got a fantasy draft later tonight and tomorrow for the Fantasy Hockey Listener League. We appreciate everyone out there. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning, Listen on your way to work, at the gym, going for a walk whenever you can. Tune in. Thank you again for tuning in uh, for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets tonight, and we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.